one tip that I um, we've used with our clients and I, I think is really good is when you're generating content, what is your 10 top most asked questions? Yes. Yes. Um, right there. There's your content. Like these are the things people are dying to know. And you can ask them straight up. Or if you probably know, if you've been in business for a while, we constantly get asked about this. Okay. Then you need to start doing posts about that. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here today with Miss Lauren Lewis. Hey, what's up, Lauren? What's up? Yeah. We are here to uh, basically help you guys do marketing differently. So that's the aim of Go Rogue X, but then also Go Rogue Podcast itself. So we dive into topics that will help you as a small business owner or a marketer for a small business be able to interact and give content, give value back to your audience um, ultimately, and then earn the right to sell to them. Absolutely. Because right? we're just, just all kinds of, of content marketing coming our way all the time. How do you step out? How do you be different? Um, how are you different out of the crowd? You know what I'm you know Absolutely. What I mean? yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's the goal. That is the goal here. And so we're obviously jumping into some different topics today around content and mm-hmm. content ideas, what that looks like to come up with new content that's engaging, yeah. right? Because that's a lot of times it's the hardest thing is to really step back and you're like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to make a post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is. Uh, but what do I say? What do I do? Where do I go with it? Right? Right. <laughs> so we're going to be diving into some of that today. So very, very excited about that. Uh, but first off, we always like to kick off our show mm-hmm. with some fun. Yep. So what is it, Lauren? So we always start with, what are you obsessed with Ooh, this week? You got to go first. Oh, okay. Ladies <laughs> first. I can't, I can't help it. All right. So actually normally, um, I think I've said in a couple episodes, um, I really don't like the term like obsessed. Mm, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> but this time it actually rings true. Okay. Okay. So I am so excited. And when we are recording this. Um, Stranger Things season three is coming out next oh, week. And yeah. I am so excited. I watched both seasons recently to get mm-hmm. like excited. And I'll tell you what, when it first came out, I um said that looks terrible. I don't want to watch it. Um <laughs> season three? No. Uh oh, just in the Stranger show in things general. In general. I was like, okay, I don't want to okay. watch some like kids riding their bikes around oh, their neighborhood. Goodness. Like nostalgia though. Well, <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, on a whim, my husband and I sat down and watched it and I was like, this is really good. And I really like it. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and so I'm very excited for them to continue it. Um, I think it's going to be, um, they seem to be kind of going on, which makes me sound terrible, but they just seem to be getting to more of a darker, like as it keeps rolling. I, I like that. I do so, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're older now. They're not just like little kids. They're like getting like more adultish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Oh man. I'm I'm excited for that too. Very, really? Yeah. I, I didn't know if you would watch that. We yeah, we I started it late, kind of let the hype kind of die down sure. a little bit, and then got into season two. So I was able to watch both of it. Okay. So it's actually really good though. But I I like it. I like that it is kind of going a little darker. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, that's I hate Harry Potter. I don't like I know that's a thing with you <laughs> and my wife. Um, but when they, the final movies, like the last couple ones where they got a little darker, yeah. I actually enjoyed watching those. So Yeah, I like that yeah. they aged with their audience, yeah. which was really good. So yeah, yeah, Stranger Things, I am super excited about it coming out. So yeah. I think July 4th when it comes out. Oh yeah. yeah. I just saw the preview and the, the preview trailer is actually pretty funny. 
Um, yeah. Wait, maybe it's it's what's his name that's walking by the pool and it's like all the the moms waiting. It's pretty funny. <sighs> that so, guy, man, yeah. he is the one that like the mullet. Oh, just oh, yeah. I don't want to ruin it for people who watch season two, oh, but yeah. man, there's a scene in there that I'm just like, this is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're not going to do any spoilers for you. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm obsessed with this week. Actually, it is a TV show. Okay. Mr. Robot. Have we talked about this before? I had a long, in-depth conversation with your wife last yes. night. Yes. <laughs> so it is trippy. Uh, it is a USA production, but um, it stars Rami Malek. Is that how you say his name? He was, no he was uh, Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. Yeah, he played. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so he's a phenomenal actor, and then it has Christian Slater in it. Okay. It's about basically hacking, um, and it's a, a few years old, older, so it actually looks really cool, but they kind of play off Enron and kind of being an evil corporation type stuff okay. and hacking into that, and he's kind of a vigilante. Vigilante. Yeah, you said vigilante. that Vigilante. <laughs> it sounds cultured when I say, yeah, he's a vigilante. It's like calling it Target. Target, <laughs> not the Walmarts. Uh, so yeah, it's actually pretty cool. So yeah. we're, we are into seconds, the second season now okay. and it is, it is getting crazy. I, so I know my husband was a huge fan. I oh just, really? I oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. It, I have never... something to talk about now. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Not that we don't have anything to talk about, but definitely something else now. I'm excited about that. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, yes, it's good stuff. Yeah. So it's all TV this week. Yeah. Sorry, guys. If you have comments about that or if you've watched Mr. Robot or if you're... I'm sure people are excited for Stranger Things season Well, three. actually, since we're live, if you guys have some really good suggestions, we are kind of... My husband and I are in a show hole, so give me some of your oh, best suggestions because yeah. we finished Justified and we haven't found anything that could compare. <gasps> Justified. You need to watch it. Uh, I watched a little bit of it. Anyway, it's okay. Yeah, if you guys <laughs> like Justified or any other shows, let us know. <laughs> let us know. All right, so let's dive into our topic of the day, which is content creation, brainstorming, quality content ideas. Or strategic ways to generate content. Strategic ways to generate content ideas. Here's the deal. We just all need to come up with better content, right. <laughs> and we're here to help, okay? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right, start us off, Lauren. All right, so I did find um, a quote from the Content Marketing Institute. Well, that sounds official. I know, it does. And it said 55% of business-to-business marketers said that it's, uh, it is unclear within their organization what an effective or successful content marketing program looks like. Wow. So over half businesses said they don't even know what a successful one even looks like. True. Um, so when they're looking over your calendar and you're trying to plan content, if you don't even know what you're doing oh, or gosh. what it looks like, how do you even go? Goodness. <laughs> That was a fantastic quote. So basically, here's the deal. If you feel like you're behind the curve, everybody else is. <laughs> Seriously, everybody is. Except that 45%. So, except for that 40%. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently somebody's doing a ride. But it is one of those things that uh, don't feel bad. Don't beat yourself up. And definitely don't get overwhelmed. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, it's easier than you think. And as Gary Vee says, just post it. Yeah, it's Act better than inaction. Yes, absolutely. Sure. Actually, he says, just effing post it. Well, we don't need to But we're that. not even <laughs> I don't really want to put the little E next to our podcast that says explicit. So anyway, there's that. But it is good to obviously think about this through, go through some strategy when it comes to mm -hmm. the actual content creation, making sure that you're doing it right um, and creating things that are engaging to your audience and bringing them value. I think that's one thing that we don't think about enough is, is this going to provide value oh, yeah. to the people that I'm <laughs> posting it to? Yeah. 
Yeah. For a business, for your personal stuff, do whatever. It right. doesn't matter. Post 100 pictures of your kids. It doesn't matter. Sure. Right? If you're a business, make sure you're bringing value to your audience and to your consumer or your potential consumer as well. So anyway. Yeah. Um. So when you are planning out your content and you're trying to think, okay, what should I post about? It can be super overwhelming because there are a lot of things to think about. And so we're going to kind of go over some of those things that you can think about because mm-hmm. it generally will generate a lot of ideas. Um, but like we said, don't let it put you into a corner where you're like, I never can do this. True. Right. You yeah. know, um, if anything, if you're like, you really feel like you can't give us a call, we'll help you out. <laughs> True. If you don't mind. Take but, us a coffee. We're fine with that. We like coffee. Sure. So the biggest thing that we talk about over and over is getting into the mindset of your audience. Um, there's also, you don't want to just go so far down that road without thinking also about the platform that you're particularly posting to as well. Um, so the, you know, generating content that is also going to be geared toward the platform, um, thinking about what the goals are of that particular platform. Um, some that are wanting more of like the live features or, um, we talked in one episode about the power of Instagram stories as well. Um, and so, you know, thinking about content for where you're going, um, but in, in general, really getting into the mindset of your audience. So when you're doing that, Brian, what is some of the, how do you get into the mindset of your particular audience? So a lot of times I will literally take a step back Mm -hmm. and and look at what all is happening in my life. Cause I think it's easy for us to just post and be like, why am I not getting likes? Why am I not getting engagement on this post? But you got to look at, times of day, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the times that you specifically are engaging on social media, right? Is it at night? Is it at 9 a.m. after you Mm -hmm. just get into work and people are sitting in their cubicles and are bored already and ready to get on Facebook? Yeah. Um, Whoever is your audience, uh, particularly, that you need to really take a step back and look at what does their day look like Mm -hmm. um, and what would bring some value to them. Um, As dumb as it is, I always think about this, but it's like, the, the best time to post like on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or something sure. like that or back in the day on Craigslist was uh, Monday mornings oh. <laughs> because people are like done with the weekend and like ready to just look at, you know, they're like, I just want to dive into and get escape from my work. So I'm going to look on Craigslist for like huh. the most random things. And that's usually when you can sell the most. People think it's Saturday, but most of the time people are already looking at purchasing or have already been talking okay. to somebody or they're out with their family or church or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So that's kind of one of the little things where it's like you step back and actually look at what's happening throughout the day, um, for your particular audience. And that's, it's definitely important. There are tools out there to help you with that. Like when to post, um, is a great app and shows you when your engagement is, is actually on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So, I mean, and obviously, I mean, if you're, you're really new to social media, most all of them have, um, a button that says insights and they generally tell you the best time to post, um, most, uh, Email campaign softwares now, they have a button that you can literally click and just say, send it the best time. And you literally don't even have to think about it anymore. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And it literally <laughs> just says, oh, no excuses. 10 a.m. is the best time and we're going to send them all out. And it's like, that's awesome. Yeah. I love I love that feature. For someone who does a lot of email campaigns for clients, I love that feature. It's nice. It's nice. I don't even think about it. But what Brian was talking about was one of the practical steps is to check the calendar. Mm-hmm. And so kind of thinking in the mindset of your audience, um, let's say it's January, <clears throat> which is always a kind of an interesting month, um, getting into the mindset of your audience. So Christmas was really expensive. Most of them are trying to save money. Yep, they yep. have a lot of New Year's resolutions that'll probably last the month, but they're excited to maybe lose weight, have healthier 
habits. They're probably getting more organized. Budgets, different things oh, like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot of things that you can jump on. Also thinking, depending on your business, it's freaking cold generally. Um, people are inside. They don't want to be outdoors. They're generally not trying a ton of things new within the mm-hmm. area. Um, so focus more in the house. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, weather is definitely a big part of it. But then yeah. time of year, we always talk through, especially when we're sitting with our clients, like going through, um, you know, the themes, like yes. what is happening in July? What's well, usually Independence Day? People are on vacation. Mm-hmm. Like what are what, really, and you get towards the end of July, people are already thinking about back to school. There's a lot of things that you can, you can really look at. Okay. If I'm doing this the first week, what am I going to be posting? It's probably going to be more patriotic stuff. You know, if you're in the U.S., um, that's definitely one of those that, it's, but do it differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And so make sure that you're thinking of this ahead of time rather than just going out and grabbing a stock photo and then saying happy independence day, um, <laughs> because you will fall in line with everybody else, sure. yeah. but plan some video around that. Maybe some type of specific giveaway or just even helpful tips mm-hmm. on, you know, having a safe, uh, holiday season Absolutely. or something along that lines. I really think of and even when the actual day is, cause I don't mm-hmm. even know when July 4th, what day it falls on. Oh, I was gonna say, the fourth <laughs> <laughs> what day is it October anybody can get that reference you will win I'm gonna tell you something I will buy you coffee if you get that reference you message me you get that reference okay um yeah absolutely I think one of our clients um we've done um for fourth of July actually specifically we said hey we want to see your pictures from fourth of July that single post blew up. Yep. We had people posting all the pictures of what they were doing. And it was a great way to just to highlight the people that are a part of that business or organization because they want to and they're looking for opportunities. Um, and sometimes you just have to ask. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that generates content for you. Mm-hmm. Actually, you showcase some of your customers. You become the hero because yep. you are giving them value by pro- giving them exposure to and saying, Hey, we value you as a client or a customer that, uh, you know, you engage with us, we're engaging with you. So yeah, you don't have to do much with that. For That's sure. pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So when you're kind of thinking or getting to the mindset of your audience, you're kind of got, you've got your calendar, you've kind of look at your promotions the things that are coming up, you know, you're trying to kind of mesh with what your audience is doing. Um, the next step for me when anytime I've done it is then to vary the styles of content that I have. Yes. Um, so not posting the same exact kind of type of content and you're like, well, what does that look like? Um, uh, we are big fans of doing tons of video because that is king of most social platforms. Um, so that's always a great feel safe. Do yes. video, do everything video, but, Absolutely. <laughs> um, but you also can post a lot of different, you can, you know, do a nice branded graphic that fits with your branding. Nothing mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but you can do testimonials. You can do blog posts. You can do polls. Um, you can bring in research articles that line up with your industry. Um, you can do, um, you can feature a podcast, all yes. those kind of things. Um, just really varying the content styles so that your audience is never bored and they're always pleasantly surprised with what you're posting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great way to keep them engaged and them to not um, feel like they they know your pattern, even if you have one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and the whole point is to stop stop the scroll, right, right? right? You want them to be able to pause on your content. Video is the best way to do that. And I will tell you just even the little tips and tricks, it could be a still image, slightly moving, bringing in some animation. So if you're mm-hmm. looking at just posting a photo, Add some music and all of a sudden it becomes a video like you don't have to do anything crazy. But what will show in that bottom corner is 
10 seconds or 30 seconds and it makes people stop. So those little things can help, especially around the different types of content that you can be posting. Um, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do to help engage with your audience uh, in a more meaningful way. Right. So, I mean, it really, if you're, if you had like a physical calendar in front of you and you were really plotting out your content, like already you can see where you're starting to get really creative of like, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about the holidays. I'm thinking about our promotions that we're going to do within this particular month. Um, you know, so you'll have that small, remember your promotions are supposed to be like such a tiny portion of your content. Yes, such a yes, tiny portion. Yes, please, please. <laughs> That's what we're here. We're going to change the world. <laughs> Please do not be promoting no. all the time, please. No, um, but you can weave those in um, and educate your your audience, but then also changing up the, the styles of or variety or types of content, whatever you want to call it. Um, and already you're going to probably start thinking about so many different ways that you can do that. Yeah. But maybe that's where you stopped and we have more ideas of how to generate even more content. Absolutely. <laughs> um, probably my favorite um, that I think more businesses need to do is the behind the scenes. Yes. BTS. Yes. Um, because it just gives such a personal touch. And I absolutely love it. I remember when I was in college, to pay the bills, I worked at a Chick-fil-A. Nice. I okay. did not know that. Yeah. It was very exciting. Sling and I hated fries. that uniform. They are the most unattractive. <laughs> Those pants. Wait, Anyways. was it that or was it the my pleasure? Did you hate that one worse? Well, okay. So I generally, I worked the headset through the drive-thru. Mm. And so I was generally taking their order. I mean, I said my pleasure. Sure. Mm. You know, mm. you weren't allowed to say yeah, like, yeah. thank you. But, you know, I mean, still, this is off. <laughs> Sorry. We, we derailed quickly there. But anyways, no, I didn't really like doing that. But everybody wants to know the behind the scenes of Lauren Lewis. Sure. In know? the drive-thru. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they did this feature where it was like a I don't know, like best described a package or anything where basically your family could come in and they could get a tour of how from the the kitchen of chick-fil-a and you could go you could help squeeze the lemonade you could see how all the chicken was breaded you even got you even got to look in the freezer oh, goodness. okay and i thought that is the dumbest thing ever people freaking oh, loved it they love to go behind they love squeezing lemons <laughs> Um, and they got, you know, they got dinner afterwards. Of course, that yeah, was part yeah, of it and everything yeah, like that. But yeah. people were really into it because they wanted to see the quality of ingredients, how it was done. And actually, they could see mm. their food being made and yeah, everything. And they yeah. thought it was super cool. And it just shows you, while I may think nobody wants to be in a Chick-fil-A <laughs> kitchen, <laughs> yeah, will do. Yeah, true. true. Um, yeah. And I've ref referenced this before, I mean, especially with the restaurants. I mean, yeah. how your food is being made a lot of times. I mean, that is very important to people. Yeah. Absolutely. So you could win over a whole new crowd if you you just went behind the scenes in your kitchen and says, hey, we take this very seriously. You know, whether that be the actual, um, I don't know, ingredients that we're using or how we clean things, making sure everything is top notch. Right. Because I think generally people have an idea that things are just gross back there and like, right. I don't want to see back there. But if you take pride in what you're doing, um, I think it's a great behind the scenes experience and brings humanity to you as a person. Sure. So. Sure. I know one that uh, video I watched recently was where huge fans of Onyx um, mm. and they were showing their quality control of how they do with the roastery and yes. everything. And if you know anything about roasting coffee beans, it's a huge science and everything. And so watching how they do that, just showing like the high level of quality they use for all the batches that they're sending across the United States, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. probably the world. Um, and so <laughs> anyways, it was just really cool. And it just goes to show those behind the scenes 
content is is really powerful to create super fans of your brand. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, that should uh, here's the deal. That should be a weekly thing that mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Um, right. Instagram stories, Facebook stories, whatever it is that you're doing, or just even grab your phone, make a short little video. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's tons of different apps out there that you can create directly from your phone. People are not looking for highly produced stuff. No. They really are just looking for that real um, interaction with you. And a lot of times you can win them over with that. So yeah, it's great. Sorry. I love the behind the scenes. One. Oh, I it's do too. Fantastic, it's like my favorite. Yeah. It's, it really is. Um, especially if you have like, um, specifically a, not a brick and mortar business, a lot of times they don't know the faces behind your business. True. So when they can put a face with that, that, that has so much power when they can see exactly how you do it, the care that you have over your product. And mm-hmm. there's a, oh man, I think it's called milkmaid, but they, they do like organic baby products and everything yeah. like that. But they always show their staff like working and it's like not a beautiful place. I mean, it's like a warehouse, but I yeah. mean, you can tell like they're looking over the quality, picking different um, products and everything. Like you can tell they love being there. They enjoy what they're doing and everything. Hmm. And I think it's just, it speaks to the company that they really do care about what they're doing. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be a fancy production by yeah. any means. Yeah, Absolutely. So, um, so one of the terms that I, I hear Brian say all the time, oh, I don't, I don't know what's coming by the way. So is your evergreen content? Yes. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit about what is evergreen content? Just a green filter. Just put a <laughs> nasty green filter over the top of all your photos and videos. No, or evergreen pine or pine tree. Make sure lots of trees in every photo that you take. Uh, so evergreen content Basically means a year from now, if you were to repost that, Mm -hmm. it would still be relevant. It would still bring the same amount of value, if not more. Um, And you can just kind of keep repurposing that because what was the engagement rate on Facebook? It's down to like 7% of organic reach, something along that lines. I don't remember the statistic, Um, but it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. And that's the reason you should have a Facebook group tied to your Facebook page. Uh, But Instagram, I know, is heading down that that path as well. Mm -hmm. So it is one of those things that, Take photos, videos, create even those behind the scenes. I mean, those, mm-hmm. a lot of times you can reuse that yeah. because not everybody saw it, right? And a lot of times if the people did see it, it will be a good refresher mm-hmm. for them to, to see it again or hear your video or whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah Was that no, good? Was that a good? No, it's thought? great. Okay. Um, and I think like <laughs> to hop on that, um, I've seen a lot of businesses that because they documented those like evergreen things, but then they also now can use them as like, look at the memories we made. Three years ago, this was when our business started with this small little staff. Look where we've come. And it's so cool. You can see the legacy, too. Yeah. So great. Always document. Document, (laughs) document, document. Absolutely. But yeah, evergreen content is always your go to. And you should always have because you're going to have new clients, new patients, new customers, whatever their your term is um, that are coming in that they want to know more information about your business. And they do need that general information. So educating your audience on those basic things. Yeah. Um, so uh, one tip that I, um, we've used with our clients and I, I think is really good is when you're generating content, what is your 10 top most asked questions? Yes. Yes. Um, right there. There's your content. Like these are the things people are dying to know and you can ask them straight up. Or if you probably know, if you've been in business for a while, we constantly get asked about this. Okay. Then you need to start doing posts about that. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, think about 10 things you're, audience needs to know. They need to know this particularly about our product or, or about our services, or they didn't even know we had this service. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it, there's right there, there's 20 
things that you can talk about particularly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And especially if you have a physical product um, that you're selling, a lot of times those features or how to use it are huge uh, because there's so many times that people will buy something and then get frustrated. You may not hear about it right off the bat, Mm -hmm. but they will tell their friends about it. They will go and, and say, well, it's super complicated to use. So content ideas around maybe what is the most complicated product that you have? Yeah. Um, you know, we've worked in with uh, some some people different in the alarm industry. Mm-hmm. And so they dove into a lot of the, I mean, that's very technical stuff when it comes to your alarm and people are terrified to break something. I mean, I, even myself, I'm terrified that I'm going to break, you know, whatever the little motion sensor is, yeah. or it's going to go off or whatever, or if the panel's not working. Um, so just being able to provide tips and tricks on how to make sure everything is working properly and little checkups and things like that are great and keeps them engaged with you and sees you as, as somebody who's willing to help, not just sell them something. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And with that, you know, those questions you get asked, if you don't feel like you have that great list, an awesome way is to ask your audience always for the content that they're wanting. What do you want us to talk about? Um, And those can generate, you know, whether it be blogs or special um, Facebook lives that you're going to do, or simply this is going to be the content that we're going to really focus on. Um, And you don't have to hit them. You know, if you get 10 questions, don't in the next 10 days, just do each one, spread it out, (laughs) Uh, kind of use it as a series to start yourself. Um, But it's, it's really a, an awesome way to do that. Um, and you can also partner with those people. Um, a lot of times they're your top fans that are really telling you about, you know, your brand or product and everything. Um, a great way I've seen some people do is they interview some of their customers or even appear in their industry about those particular things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. And especially, I mean, Uh, Here's the deal. If you've ever done like a lean canvas business model, it talks about going through that. So before you even launch a business or a product or anything like that, uh, interviewing your customers like they I can't think of who actually uh, designed the lean canvas originally, but they talk about interviewing like 100 people. And, but by the time you interview a hundred people, you will know exactly what their pain points are. I mean, there's going to be some similarities that come mm-hmm. out of that. And, uh, I don't recommend doing that on a podcast or Facebook live a hundred people. Well, I guess over, if you're going to do it every day, it'd be awesome. I want to see that if somebody does that, but don't, don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. So if it's, uh, you know, getting to know your audience and getting to know your customer and what, what they go through, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great way to generate new content ideas, um, answering questions, because that's the point, right? Sure. That's the point. So um, I think it's definitely, definitely very important. Yeah. Um, another, you know, way is to look at current trends. And obviously that's going to be with your industry, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, but not burying your head in the sand and being aware, even if there are trends that you really don't like, you can still address those trends and know that it's probably within your audience's mindset. Oh yeah. And so it's, it's good. Not just don't just let those slide. Use that as an opportunity to use that for content and to talk about um, why this is good. Um, We had um, one of our clients um, had um, some of her kids review trendy toothbrushes. She's in the pediatric dentistry and it was awesome because they were able to show like these are really fun but maybe these aren't the best toothbrushes or um mm. you know maybe this one's really good I and mean, it's a great opportunity to talk about those kind of things and yeah and those are real reviews obviously. absolutely <laughs> so there's authentic authentic right. uh, facebook lives are uh, are always the best so yeah. That's awesome. Um, one of the things too, and we talk about is employee spotlight as yeah. well. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, or if you're a church or a nonprofit, uh, highlighting a, a volunteer, 
It's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's something that you can really um, show that you care about your people, show that you care about your employees or your volunteers, um, get a little blurb from them, a little bio mm-hmm. of like who they are, or what they love. Um, every time I see those, you always learn about more in depth of these people. Like you can see these people every single week or every single day. And then all of a sudden they tell you, yeah, I'm really into bass fishing or whatever. Like yeah. I never knew that about you, you know, and all right. of a sudden you have more of a connection that keeps your audience engaged. It shows that you care about your employees or your volunteers. And that only makes you look better, but it's also great content and mm-hmm. showcases them, um, which is fantastic. So no, uh, one of the local companies um, that we love is seven brew and they do a really good job with employee yep. spotlights and I had gone through the drive-thru and got my drink. And then later I was home and I was scrolling through and they had done an employee spotlight of the barista that had served me that day. Nice. And instantly I was like, oh my gosh, that's my barista. You know, <laughs> so, so dumb. But anyways, um, but Little seven brew, by the way, yeah, we, uh, it just made me feel so connected to that particular location. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just got me excited and everything. And it's weird. I'm even in marketing and it still makes me excited. Yeah. I know what they're yeah. doing. Um, and so it's just, it's a genuine thing that you can do. Um, and it really helps your audience connect with your business. Well, it's a friendly face too. Oh, yeah. So when you're scrolling through and you see somebody, you're like, Oh, I don't actually know their name. And now you do actually know their name because you're looking, they've actually highlighted them on their, their feed and something sure. about them. Um, I think that's awesome. And yeah, seven brew does a great job of that. I mean, and actually speaking of Onyx, we just, mm-hmm. we love coffee around <laughs> yeah, here. Really apparently, uh, Onyx recently did that where they just did really just non kind of non-professional photos. Yeah. And it changed up because they're it, a lot of their stuff is curated um, really well. They have a great photographer on staff that does a really good job. Uh, but they started just putting these random, mm-hmm. just candid photos of their of their employees. And definitely you talk about stopping the scroll. You're like, wait, this is Onyx. What? Are, oh, this is yeah. cool. And then you get to obviously meet some of their some of their employees. So um, definitely, definitely a, a favorite thing to do. And you should totally work that into once a week if you could yes. if you have a lot of employees a lot of volunteers or even highlight some of your customers mm-hmm. um yeah. you know give a little blurb about them and why you appreciate them it's pretty cool so yeah i saw a marketing company that highlighted their shop dog and i loved that oh, <laughs> that was really funny <laughs> to yeah, me yeah. uh, but again all of a sudden i knew something about their work life and culture and everything yep. like that like oh they have a dog that's really cool yeah yeah exactly we should get a dog no <laughs> We'll leave him here. <laughs> Nobody's here during the day, but we'll leave him here. Poor dog. Um, so one of the things that um, a lot of businesses do that's a big trap is we've given a ton of ways to generate content. You build out all of this content <laughs> and then yes. it dies. It goes to the graveyard, <laughs> never to be heard from again. Um, so this is where um, our business, Go Rogue X, is really, really passionate about um, yes. being smart with your content. How do we do that, Brian? Oh, Lauren, I'm so glad you asked. Thank you. So one of the things that we love to do is really repurpose that content. So whether it's a video or a podcast recording, audio, um, we like to chop it up. We call that a pillar content. Pillar mm-hmm. piece of content is one big piece, um, like what we're going to do with this. Yep. And we're going to pull it, chop it up. We have some awesome content creators that work with us um, and really figure out what it is that is engaging with our audience, right? Mm -hmm. So what is it that you enjoy seeing, viewing, whatever? And we kind of make those more micro pieces of content or snackable sizes. So five second, 15, 20, 30 second pieces of content video um, to basically drive it back to that main piece of content. And so Mm -hmm. um, 
it's it is one of those things that's very frustrating and i see it with a lot of people is they they sp- they put so much time and effort mm-hmm. into this right yeah. um and then they don't do anything with it mm-hmm. after the fact i mean i've been a photographer and a videographer for years make this amazing video right mm-hmm. and a year later i'm like hey what did you guys do with that I'm like uh well we posted it and then they do nothing else with it. Right. Like, why right. didn't you guys, you know, chop it up, do something with it, make it, you know, the format rather than just all smashed together on Instagram, actually make it appealing on Instagram, you know, or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. It's definitely one of those that you have to know how your audience consumes that content mm-hmm. and make sure you're doing it right for them. So. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think that's where we've seen the most success as we're coming in with clients is um, they need help with saving time just because yeah. when you really get into this, this is like it can be, which it is a full time job in so many ways of trying to create all this content. Um, but you're working yourself into the ground when you really don't have to. Yeah. And, no. it's, you know, working smarter. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that that goes for your Instagram stories, Facebook stories, mm-hmm. your main feed posts, YouTube videos. Um, do it right because a lot of times you can repurpose that. You yeah. can repost that again even the next week mm-hmm. um, and drive people back to that content that you did before, especially if it's evergreen. Yes. Right? <laughs> oh it's bringing it all back, all back Just together. A little right tree now. icon in the, the, the corner. A little tree. <laughs> Send me your tree pictures. I want to see them. (laughs) Um, But it is one of those that if you are truly bringing value to to your audience, make sure to to keep, you know, do your due diligence of making sure that it doesn't just hit one time that you're trying to connect with them multiple times. And then even on the back end of that, uh, if you find out, hey, they're really connecting with my five ways to get rid of knee pain or whatever your business is or three ways to make a pizza better or whatever your business is. And they, all of a sudden you see a spike of engagement. People are asking questions or engaging with yep. your content. Yep. That just shows you right there that you should go even further down in that yeah. and start chopping it up and, and figuring out what it is specifically that works. But then we can get into advertising on that back end, yeah, right? Absolutely. Um, and then go into Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and then drive that traffic back to and capture leads. And then you have earned the right to sell to them at that point. Right. 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 <laughs> you've given that value. Just like we hope you guys have uh, found a lot of value in this episode today. We're really excited that you joined us. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can find all the show notes, everything that we've got going on at GoRogueX.com. And uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out with us. I'm Hey Brian Hey on Instagram. What are you, Miss Lauren Lewis? I'm at Mrs. L.M. Lewis. It's going to change, guys. It's It's bad. (laughs) It's going to be a thing. I'm just going to keep bringing it up like Lauren's headphones. She's not wearing her awesome headphones today. I'm not. And I'm. that's why I have a bad Instagram handle. No, no, <laughs> no. You need to name it Awesome Gold Headphones. Something. At Awesome Gold Headphones. Something like that. Anyway. Oh uh, so glad that you guys joined us today. Make sure you uh, follow up with us uh, if you have any questions. And yeah. uh, hope you have an awesome week. Thanks. All right. So that's where we would end our podcast recording. We actually have some. Hold on just a second, Lane. Yeah, yeah, he knows. He knows the drill. <laughs> he knows. Uh, we have some rapid fire questions that we're going to go through rapidly. Rapidly. Okay. So, we, and I'll tell you, for those of you guys that don't know this, uh, the whole rapid fire question thing came about because I love the 90s and secret tracks. Thanks. Do you ever have any secret? Caleb, do you guys even know what secret tracks are? Yeah. Oh, that's so old. So on a CD, it was still there. Let, me tell, let me tell. So for those of us, uh, yeah. If you have a CD, back in the day, 
it, the last song on there, a lot of times if you kept let it letting it play, mm-hmm. it would eventually roll into maybe a second song or something like that or a hidden hidden track. Yeah. You could always yeah. tell it was like a 12 minute song. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that's really long. Yeah. But then it was only three minutes and then you had to wait ten minutes to get to that secret track. Dedication. You learned something. <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, poor Caleb. Anyway, I'm getting so old. All right, you ready for I the rapid it. fire uh, question? Let's do it. Okay, if you could have someone follow you around all the time, like a personal assistant, what would you have them do? Oh, man. Answer the phone and call people back and email, email people back. <laughs> that wasn't even that hard. That That is, I... Uh, like, I just want a true personal assistant. I, I really do. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like, just tell me where I need to go. I'll be there. I'll be good. I just don't want to answer the phone. I don't want to email people. I here's the I'd want to. I want to talk to people. That's true. Yeah. I'm not a non personal guy, (laughs) but I legit hate hate replying. Anyway, okay. What about you? So for me, um, I would want like a personal snack chef to make healthy snacks. I have a freaking high metabolism, and I snack all day long. It's hard to find healthy snacks. Interesting. I know. I mean, like a personal center or like someone who cleans, sure, that's great. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I mean, it's the healthy snacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like Make that. a meal once in a while. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Okay. All right. So here's my question for you. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> How old is the oldest pair of shoes in your closet? Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, this is going to go way back. Um, My Doc Martens. From 1997? That has nothing to do with the show, right? What? <laughs> what? Wait, repeat your... I, didn't know that, I don't understand your comment, Lauren. I don't understand your comment. <laughs> Keep going and I'll, I'll fill you in oh, after a second. No. Yeah, I have these really ugly... They're not even cool Doc Martens. They're all okay. like the grungy ones. They're literally just like one of the random... Pairs that they were like, nah, maybe people like these. And I bought them. And then yeah. even like then they weren't trendy. They weren't didn't look good. So, yeah, you Alex hates them. them. Oh, yeah, I, I do have them. So how old are they? 22 years old. Whoa. <laughs> That's older than Caleb. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. <sighs> You're not doing any me any favors here. So my in-laws, I was making a joke. My in-laws are obsessed with a show called Doc Martin. Really? There's a show called Doc? I've never it's heard like of It's like a that. BBC. Oh, of course it is. Yes. And they actually, when they were in Europe, they visited. And they actually got to see him film. And yeah. it was a big deal. Well, good for them. Yeah, I agree. Did they buy some Doc Martins? No. Air, airwave? Air, yeah. I think that's what they're called. Anyway. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Okay. So I think... I have a pair of heels from 10th grade. Okay. So oh, that's that's probably back there too. Yeah. I was thinking about that. So like 12 years. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Is that the right math? I See, now you're saying that, but I, you, I feel like you're older than that, Lauren. Not that you look. You look you really young. You say I'm really old? You look really young. I'm just saying that, uh, man, we need to end this now. No. I was, I'm digging myself So these shoes, though, it's crazy. Okay. So they Prom, that's, yeah. these are the shoes that I wore to prom and everything. Um, I had them in my bag in November for a wedding just as like a spare shoe. You yeah. know, like if someone needs a pair of shoes, I've got it. The bride was like, I hate my shoes. And I was like, girl, 
of course, I'm no a good maid of honor. I was way. like, I'm pulling out our prom shoes. And she was like, no way, you still have those. And I was like, yes. And she walked down the aisle in those and shoes. Because they're so comfortable. Uh-huh. They're like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have our producer, Lane, here. And uh, his shoes for his wedding day were some fly Nikes. What were they exactly, dude? Jordan 1s. Nice. Now, if somebody busted out some Jordan 1s on my wedding day and were like, here, use my shoes, I'd be like, heck yes. Did you just have boring shoes for your wedding? Uh, my wife wore Toms because Toms are really trendy yeah, and hers were super yeah. comfortable. I wore Seekos. I think I had, yeah, I was like average dress shoes. It's kind of boring. I'm very jealous of Lane, actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jordan 1, man, that's oh, so nice. So nice. Anyway, goals, Caleb. Goals, Find Caleb. a cool shoe. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us. And we're out.